Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. And thank you for joining and listening today. I am Tyler, and I am joined, as always, by Jamie. How are you, Jamie? Hey, Tyler. How's it going? It's going good. It's so good to be with you. (laughs) And we've also got Andy joining us as well. Andy, it's good to see you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing very good, and welcome both to you and Jamie as well. And of course, welcome to everybody right now who are listening to this program. You know, this is a kind of a highlight of my week that we get to come together to record this and then to air it here on the Truth Network at noon on Saturdays. And uh, and I love all the support, by the way. So uh, you might not know this, both of you, I didn't share these, but over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten several emails and comments about people listening to the program and how oh, much they appreciate it. So, so yeah, that. so nice. wow, thank so, you, everybody. Yeah, yeah, so really do appreciate all the people that are listening. And I'm excited about this particular episode and this particular show. We've got a wonderful guest on. You know, when you think of the fall, you often think of school. Mm -hmm. Now, I know right now it's going to look a lot different, but I am excited to talk to Ryan Collier from Focus, and particularly Focus Raleigh, which is a fellowship of Christian universities and schools that really gear towards 6th through 12th grade students. It's a wonderful ministry. We had a great conversation with them, and I can't wait Mm -hmm. to jump into it. Yeah, we did. It was a fantastic conversation, so we should really get right to it. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll jump into the interview. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business, or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit c3advantage.net. That's c3advantage.net. All right. Well, we are back from the break with our very special guest, Ryan Collier with Focus and Focus Raleigh. Ryan, thank you so much for being with us on the program today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, I'm pretty excited just to learn more about what Focus really is. And uh, as we were talking just a little bit ago, it's a national organization, but I was looking at the website and it looks like there's places all over the country and of course here in Raleigh. But before we jump into that, Ryan, why don't you just tell us a little bit about you? Uh, How did you, basically, are you from Raleigh? Where where are you from originally? Great, great way to start. So I grew up, um, I was originally born in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and moved pretty soon after that to the Southern Pines, Pinehurst area. Um, The little town I grew up in is called Vass, but uh, it's it's one of those that I just skip over because no one's heard of it. (laughs) I took the trip to Raleigh for... Uh, college, went to NC State, graduated in 2011, took the uh, four years and a victory lap to, to get out of there and um, met my wife there. And then uh, I started working for Focus in 2012, which is the same year that we got married. So we, we've been just past our eight year anniversary. Uh, we've got a four-year-old little boy named Mills, a two-year-old daughter named Burke, and we actually are expecting a baby mid-October. So hey, congratulations. Thank you. Amidst all the craziness, we're just going to like, you know, compound it. Yeah. Right? Why not, man? Just add, just get it all done this year. Just get <laughs> everything crazy so, done. Um, yeah. And uh, I've had, you know, background in student ministry for a long time. I um, first caught the vision for it as a senior in high school um, through Young Life and 
had an area director that asked me to be a student leader and um, served with youth in college throughout college and then uh, worked part-time for Church of the Apostles uh, doing student ministry and then found my way to focus. So it's it's been really a lifelong lifelong journey and a, a call that I've really enjoyed. Yep. So you are a Wolfpack graduate. So, you know, I'm from the North. And so I've been here long enough now to know the, the animosity between some of these schools here. So I got to ask you, though, the question is, if it came down to which school do you dislike more, either Duke or Carolina, which one is it? I mean, it's, there's really no, there's really no debate. Um, yeah. I, I try to play as neutral as I can and try to back away from the, the stereotype of kind of the <laughs> NC state fans. But, um, yeah. I, uh, you know, in college, I created a Facebook group about, uh, disliking Tyler Hansbrough. I, oh, I totally okay. <laughs> there you go. You created uh, a Facebook group on it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty as, amazing. As, the, For real. as you grow older, you know, you, you <laughs> mature a little bit maybe, but yeah. I think it's, it'll always be there. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. <laughs> that's wonderful. So you, uh, you are now part of focus. So, uh, please tell us what, what exactly is focus all about, you know, hit the mission and vision about it. I know it's an acronym as yeah. well, right? It stands for something. Yep. And so uh, talk us through uh, what it's all about. So focus stands for the fellowship of Christians in universities and schools. Uh, it really had its origin in the new England area. When our founder looked at boarding school life, boarding school communities in the new England area and thought um, if there were students there um, and there were that, needed to be um, shared this good news and given them a chance to like corporately and like in a discussion-based environment, ask big questions of, of life and of the Christian faith. Um, no one was really going there. And as they're in boarding schools, they can't leave campus. And so that was the original vision was to create a, to, to create a safe place to go into uh, some of these elite boarding school and prep school hmm. cultures and, um, meet this subgroup of students that um, can often be neglected because they're seen as they've got everything uh, to the world. They're wealthy. Uh, Their affluence will carry them through. And um, we really exist to redefine what abundance, what true abundance really is. Uh, We want to be a part where uh, of their life where they can ask meaningful questions. Um, You know, some of the other like beginnings of focus started with, a ski weekend where students could feel comfortable asking some really challenging questions. Um, in the sixties and seventies, obviously, obviously there's a lot going on and there still is today. And so, um, we provide space where we present the gospel, which is a part of our mission statement. We want to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and so even in that we're posturing ourselves in a discussion based way that we want to have conversations about it. We want, students to feel comfortable um, going through this journey of the Christian faith with us, knowing that they can be authentic in this place. Uh, They can ask questions that are relevant to the Bible, to their world, to their life, where they may not be able to ask those questions anywhere else. And um, so our vision is to, um, to reach students in those private schools, independent schools with the gospel of Jesus, hoping that true abundance is really redefined in their mind and that they would live out um, a life that's rooted in Christ that now uh, is someone who has resources and someone who has access and opportunities is making decisions for Jesus um, with what they have and with their life. 
that that's that's incredible and what a great venue and and such a great need an environment of going into schools and so just to dial in a little bit so you are in universities are you also in high schools and elementary schools middle schools Where, where's the kind of the range that you all really dive into we're sixth through twelfth grade primarily for our programming the acronym is a little bit of a misnomer uh when focus began it was really for college students okay. and uh, people in boarding schools and prep schools, but we are the true kind of classic fit of sixth grade, starting middle school to high school, senior year. And then as students go into college, um, we want to, we want to give them relationships in three different ways, one with their leader, one with each other. And so they have a lot of shared experiences as they go through private or independent schools. It's just similar nature to a lot of them. And then mostly with, with Christ yeah, um, and have a, a long lifelong lasting into eternity relationship with Jesus. Um, but once they get to college, there's opportunities to lead, to be a part of leader Bible studies, to turn outwardly and think, okay, how do I radically live as a college student yeah. that knows Jesus? And um, that's sort of our relationship with them yep. once they get to college and beyond. But we, we stay in this zone of sixth to 12th grade. Yeah middle school ministry, high school ministry. Yeah, and how critical that is to equip students to be able to defend their faith on the college campus. I mean, that I, I was a youth pastor for 15 years, and I found that that often as we would walk student ministry, you know, and students through our ministry, that the big concern was always sending them off out of, out of student ministry to colleges. And, and it was right. really neat to see the ones who really owned their faith and and really developed in high school, be able to stand their ground in college. And then of course you have ones that, that struggle and kind of do that. So, so I'm so glad you all are doing that in the high school setting or middle school setting. So Ryan, what, as, as you navigate, uh, I've been out of student ministry for a while now and uh, Jamie, you're not a student anymore, correct? I, you're a little bit out of that era <laughs> as well. So slightly out of that. Slightly out of that age. And, um, yeah. But what, what have you found Ryan as one of the biggest questions that students ask? You know, just when they're, as they're, whether they're agnostic or have no idea yeah. who God is or are, you know, Christian, what, what do you think currently, currently right now? Cause I could tell you what it was, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, but uh, sure. at the core, a lot of those questions probably revolve around the same spiritual need of God, but, but yep. man, th- things have changed and schools are, uh, and students are facing things now that, <laughs> I mean, obviously we're going through right now. So what's one of the biggest question or two that you get faced a lot? So, so I'll give you a question or two, and I'll, I'll also just double down on what you were saying in terms of defending faith or sort of being able to stand strong when faced with adversity, when hearing, gosh, did you know the Bible says this, you know, yeah. as a non-believer says to a believer. Right. Um, so even before the questions begin, you have to, you have to cultivate a place where questions are okay. Mm, that's great. That's really good. That students feel like, um, you know, focus will forever be a place where I'm not ashamed of asking a question where yeah. the conversation goes on and goes on and goes on. Um, because as you said, I mean, in one respect, the landscape changes. There are new questions because of current relative events of what's going on. On the other hand, a question like the Odyssey, like, is God good? Why is there suffering? Right. It's been discussed forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I'll, I'll give you one in each category. So I think students are still asking the big question of 
observing the world around them and saying, uh, if God is good, how is all this happening? Yeah. Uh, if, if, if there is a good God, which you're telling me guys that there is, why is there racism? Why is there, uh, you know, starvation? Yeah. Why is it so hard to be kind to people? Why are people dying around me? Yeah. Um, yeah. and so we really try to zone in on like, okay, what does the Bible say? What does the ministry of Jesus look like in the midst of some of those questions? Because often, um, they want an answer. Students want it. We all want answers, but if you can't get an answer, the next best thing is I, I, I believe like a, a ministry of witness, which is what Jesus was all about. He was with people in the struggling. He himself suffered. Um, and so there's just an element of like, okay, as we have these conversations, let's look at the ministry and the life of Jesus and just observe, okay, how did he walk through life with people who were really hurting? You know, what did he say about the brokenness in the world? Um, he never turned a blind eye to it. And he also doesn't expect you to have blind faith. And so you kind of reconcile the two and um, you give a non-satisfactory answer. Sometimes it's just like, yeah. uh, let's keep journeying together and yeah. push towards trusting that God is good. Um, second, you know, kind of the second compartment is all of the like hot topic questions today. Um, sexuality is a huge one. Um, legalization of different, you know, uh, recreational drugs. Um, I get the question all the time, especially with junior, seniors, college students, where's the line on drinking? Uh You know, how how does God feel about this? And, um, you know, especially with what's going on in our world with COVID-19, you know, it's just, it's pandemic. And they're trying to figure out, you know, where is God in this? And then with, uh, with racism, you know, the Bible clearly has so much to say about uh, the social construct of race and how Jesus interacts right in the, in the, in the face of that. And um, we are constantly trying to create platforms, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-one, or corporately uh, for students to dig into those questions. And it to be, again, I keep saying, conversational, but discussion-based, like we want to be a, apologists, but we want to be, want to be apologists too, that say like, what do you think about that? Yep. Because uh, only if you spin it back on them and give them a chance to have autonomy and say, yeah, I'm going to think about that some more, or I don't really agree. Here's why I don't agree. Yeah. Then I think in college, they won't be shaken by, you know, someone, a college professor who says, uh, this didn't actually happen. Right. You have the tools to navigate through. And that's what I think is is really essential. Yeah. And I really like what you said because, you know, you could, you could fake it, right? You're smart enough. You could fake an answer and be like, oh, this is why. And just kind of, kind of low smoke a little bit. But I think students for the most part uh, see through a lot of that and just having a team of people that are authentic and can honestly just say, I don't really know the answer to that, but here's what I think. uh, Mm -hmm. Builds so much good rapport and, and just trust, right? And it builds trust. So in light of that, uh, one of the things I absolutely love when we talk to our partners is uh, is hearing testimonies about what it, what is God doing and not just, you know, not just in theory and not just, hey, if it works, this is what it's going to look like, but an actual testimony. So Ryan, do you have something that obviously confidentiality aside, you can keep it sure. as confidential as possible, but uh, yeah. what, what's, when you think of focus and think specifically of focus Raleigh, what, is there a story or testimony that just pops in your head and say, yep, this is why we do this. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. 
Well, as we work with different independent schools, there are students with different backdrops. Um, it's so easy, I think, to give what we all would receive testimonial wise is like, that's a pretty radical, amazing story. Gosh, this person came from all of this. His parents were divorced. He went through uh, like alcohol and drug use and came to know Jesus. And wow, we'll look at this miraculous transformation. Um, I think when, when we can get beyond that and see that there's really no vanilla testimony, yep, it, it, all of it is a rescue story, right? Mm-hmm. So there are so many students that... Um, think that way. I've got a really vanilla story. My parents are Christians. Uh, We've always grown up in church. Where's my big like coming to faith moment? And um, I think what focus is really all about is the journey with students um, to remind them again and again that they have a a rescue story. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll just kind of briefly explain almost just that where a student was going through uh, one of the schools that we serve, and it's a Christian school. And he had all those check boxes of my parents are Christians. We have devotions. We pray together um, daily. My parents are encouraging me to read the Bible. We're having the, all, all of the things that like, you know, me as a parent, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm definitely doing all this right. because well, I can control. I want to, I want to make sure. Um, and he's and meanwhile, he's just, he's living in apathy and living in um, just being inundated with the Christian faith. And that's so dangerous, right? It's almost more dangerous than the, the person who kind of has the transformational, like right. I'm definitely in need. I have spiritual poverty. Um, it's so easy, you know, to think like I can just coast like this for the rest of my life. Yep. I really can't. I have the money. I have the opportunities. The doors are open for me, but to see the student, um, be starving for community, starving for a place where he can really share a place where he's like, look, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling God. Uh, I'm praying to him. I want this to work. I'm putting all the puzzle pieces that Americanized Christianity tells me makes me a good Christian. It makes me close to God and it's just not working. Um, To see him come through his first year at Chapel Hill to, to experience real Christian community, you know, from, from his words of like, he just felt like he really found a group of guys. And, uh, and now he's going through some really hard, uh, mourning of family members who have passed away, um, a really difficult diagnosis from a family member and to have firm ground where he is now kind of transitioned for like, you know, sometimes God allows those things to happen so that we can press in on him and belief and dependency and um, just to watch him kind of progress from like being apathetic to really pushing back on his apathy and then God growing his faith, growing his hunger for him um, and him feeling filled yeah. spiritually and, and feeling like I'm in a really healthy, thriving place now yeah. because of a lot of contributing factors. Um, the studies, the Christian study center at, Chapel Hill and uh, Bucks. Um, it's just a lot of really cool stuff that's played a part in his life to get there. Yeah, that's that's amazing, and that really is the goal, right? It's the it's the prepping of and the equipping of when they're young, so that when they go off to school, like Chapel Hill and other places, that they you know as they're because we all wrestle with it, right? We all wrestle with questions. We all wrestle with our faith. We all wrestle with 
life and all these questions, but to have some sort of a base and to know that they have somebody that they can go back and even talk with and, and revisit those conversations is pretty special. Uh, so yeah. Ryan, as you look forward to focus in Raleigh area, what's next? What's, what's your hope and dream of what's coming up next for the ministry? Now I, I take it as of right now with yeah. <laughs> all things COVID related, that things have changed dramatically for you. So I guess kind of preface that with how is this, how has COVID changed the way that you do, because ministry doesn't stop and focus hasn't stopped, but it probably looks a lot different than it did last year leading into fall, which I'm assuming is a big time of year for you all. Uh, so, so what, is, yeah. what has caused you to innovate differently uh, going to the fall and what's next? Well, God, you know, I think, I think if we're in ministry and our souls are in a really good place, God is doing a work in us as we plan to lead people. And um, it's, it's been a time, and I know you guys can relate to this, like what does productivity in ministry look like during COVID? Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, um, where, what are my metrics of success? And how is how's God really transforming the way that I view my ministry? Yeah. Uh, my ministry, right? Um, and so it's just kind of, it's kind of taught us like, how do we trust in, um, you know, I, I know that Jesus grabbed 12 people for, you know, that's not an arbitrary number, but there's meaning behind that. But how can we move forward as a ministry that's programs over people, uh, or excuse me, people over programs and focusing and trusting that like, this just might be a season of depth and not breadth. Yeah. That is so hard. Yeah. That is so hard because you know, in ministry, you want to be in the masses. You want the next kid to be coming through the doors. Um, how do you, how do you like really rationalize hunkering down and saying it might be 25 students that we really, really can be with and pour into this, this season and this year, because it, it just contradicts every lie that you believe in student right. ministry, like more bigger. What's like the next school you can start. What's the next you know, Bible study you can start. And, um, uh, God is about numbers. God is about growth. God is for all people knowing him. Uh, but how do we sit in this season and feel assured that, okay, Lord, like, um, and I think about the, the beautiful passage of, uh, the woman pouring out this perfume and, and Jesus saying she did what she could. Uh, she did what she could. Yep. And, we just might be, I think we really are in a time where we just have to do what we can and, um, and really trust yeah. that prayer <laughs> is powerful and effective, that yeah. Jesus is really the ones who awakens their heart and awakens their soul. And um, just by grace, he even wants us in on being a part of his team. Um, so we're just going to pray that like, as we put people over programs, um, showing up however we can and whatever medium we can, we can be with kids and leaders and, and families that God is going to use that. Yeah. And, um, I've, I don't know. I don't have an answer for like, what's next. I'm going to wade through <laughs> and see, like, I'm going to keep asking that question. Like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Like what is, next? I don't I don't know. Yeah. And that's the point I think where we all are too, you know, even as a church, I, I'm assuming most churches are like that where, we could plan all day long, but we have no idea sometimes what's even going to happen next week at this point. 
And uh, it's hard to think that way. So it does cause us to do a lot more trusting and, and even innovating, just trying to do things differently than we would have before. Uh, right. So with that, Ryan, uh, one final question for you, I'm, I'm going to let you go, is uh, how can people get involved with Focus? Uh, what, what needs do you have? Now, I know that COVID has probably changed that a little bit, but we're going to eventually be out of COVID into another <laughs> whatever's next reality for us. Right. So uh, how can people get involved and how can people get more information from you about Focus? Uh, thanks, for, thanks for asking that. We, um, you know, as we scale and want to be invested in the lives of students, it really helps to have as many people who love Jesus in their life as possible. And so uh, if there's a young adult or even a older adult that feels like I could spend some time with private school kids. Um, it's a little bit niche. And so if you, you know, if you know that community or just have compassion for that, uh, subculture, it would be so great to have, um, hands and feet just serving and, and leading. Uh, we need mentors as we bring in all these college and young adult volunteers. If there are people who are like, I would definitely grab coffee with a guy or girl once a month. That would be fantastic. We have a national prayer calendar uh, and for people to just pray and just, just realize that, um, you know, this is a ministry that is meeting a, a critical need, that this is really a demographic that uh, is not really a, uh, a like a, a, a feel good, um, you know, group of people to serve and walk with um, just to, to have compassion and love for, you know, um, the people that we know and we love. So those are just a couple of tangible ways. Absolutely. And what's the best way for people to get a hold of the ministry there? Sure. Uh, two quick, like a web address and then a, an email that would be super helpful would be uh, infocus.org backslash Raleigh. Infocus.org backslash Raleigh. And then um, Raleigh at infocus.org is the email address. So Excellent. just a switching around the order of those words will get you one of two places. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you so much truly for what you're doing in our schools with our students. And uh, thank you for your time today. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net.